0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Youth Challenge International Hairstart Hair Story Podcast Series. YCI launched the Hairstart Innovate the Future program in 2020 as part of our initiative to advance women's equality globally. Our goal is bold support 10,000 young women in Ghana, Tanzania, and Uganda to become social entrepreneurs by 2027. We will be sharing real stories from the program and speaking with the young women who are shaping a social entrepreneurship ecosystem and leading change in their communities. YCI's Hair Start Innovate the Future program is funded in part by the government of Canada to progress Canada's feminist international assistance policy. Each hair story episode has been produced with the help from fellows who have volunteered to share and gain skills to support implementing the Hairstart program. For most fellows, this was their first interviewing experience. It was an opportunity to step outside their comfort zone and learn about the podcasting experience, which is new to many of us. You can join us and learn more at yci.org or hairstart.org.
1: Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in to Her Story Podcast. My name is Sabrina Morin and with us today we have Nema Kiwelo and Esmon Kwanza. Nema is a Program and Training Coordinator at YCY Zanzibar and Esmon is a YCI Project Lead for Ghana. Welcome and thank you for all coming to be here.
2: Thank you very much for the opportunity.
1: Thank you for having us. You're welcome. In this episode, we want to, to know more about the participating countries of her Um I will ask uh, Esmond, can you please tell us a bit about the concepts in Ghana in regards to livelihoods and gender equality?
2: Yes, yeah, so in Ghana, the, the situation around gender equality and livelihood is not different from uh, other countries a lot of young people uh, they don't have jobs some spend so much time schooling but at the end of the day there are no jobs currently there was a job fair by the government to recruit only 300 positions but it turned out that over 60,000 young graduates turned out in the area of gender equality it's been a long fight but yes still there's a lot to be done a lot of young women and young girls in particular, do not have equal and similar opportunities as their male counterparts. So this has been really a challenge. But with the effort of development partners, uh, like Youth Challenge International and others, there has been uh, remarkable feat in, in that area.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Esmond, for your good answer. Nima, you are the program and training coordinator at YCI in Zanzibar. Can you tell us more about the training set of processes for these young women participating currently, especially the SSI part?
3: Um, so, right from the start and the beginning, um, our training processes, we try to be as inclusive and, and attuned to the challenges that young women face. So, right from the recruitment phase, we try to be as gender sensitive from the beginning, incorporating local leaders and the community in order to reach the most marginalized young women in our society. We're looking for young women who have, who are willing and they're ready to take up on this training process. Um, our training is in three tiers, uh, starting with uh, the spark and in Social Innovation. It aims to ignite and also create awareness of the concepts of social enterprise, but also um, to bring about a growth mindset in the young women that they too have a space to contribute to a change within their communities through social enterprise. Um, after the Spark in Social Innovation, the second level is the Seed Your Social Venture, which takes place over eight weeks. And um, it aims to build young women competencies, to bring their business idea to launch. And then after the eight-week training, we go into the third phase, which is the Gloria Social Venture. And here we're looking to create a supportive ecosystem for these women-led ventures, for those ideas that have come into launch. And it's more of uh, the final nurturing phase. Six months of training, but also personalized coaching for the young women and looking into forming an ecosystem where they can successfully grow their social ventures, and this also links into funding and all other challenges that have been identified um, to, that inhibit young women into setting up and growing their own social ventures.
1: Okay, thank you so much for that beautiful answer, Nima, but um, can you please tell us how do you support these young women, who are marginalized and uh, illiterate at the same time? Because uh, one of the criteria for SSI participants is for them to be literate, like knowing how to read and how to write. How do we support these kind of young women?
3: We do uh, adopt a participatory style of of coaching and training. So um, if you do notice that a participant maybe is struggling, we do give extra support to the young women. I think also as the training goes, I would say for example in the Seed Your Social Venture and the Grow Your Social Venture, they now get get mentoring and also one-on-one support. A big part of our training is holistic and we do look at the barriers that the young women face and uh, see how best we can support them through this. And additionally, I would say we also focus on a growth mindset one of the basic criteria is they just need to know how to read and write. So we focus on also building a growth mindset with them and tackling those limiting barriers that they may have.
1: Thank you. Um, Mr. Esmond, we know that funding is the biggest issue for a lot of NGOs, especially in Africa. How is HASTAT addressing the systematic barrier of funding and access to capital, which is one of the key barriers to successful
2: entrepreneurship for women? Yes, yeah, so Head Start has been an amazing program designed to uh, support young people with challenges of, of startup. We saw the Head Start project as an opportunity for a lot more young people uh, to benefit. Uh, so the young people, the women and the girls who would participate in the SYSV, senior Social Venture Program, will have the opportunity to apply a catalyst fund that will support their social ventures. Currently, uh, the successful participants will be, re- will be given a minimum of 5000 Canadian dollars to support these young women and girls who would have very successful and innovative ideas, will go a long way uh, to bridge the gender gap and also provide them the necessary resources to support.
1: Thank you, Mr. Esmond one of the biggest uh, or one of the supports, which for social entrepreneurship to work uh, in the country is government um so if the government does not support it can be a challenge so can you tell us about your countries what other challenge do do social entrepreneurship face in your respective countries starting with nema
3: So I think the biggest challenge in developing or in social entrepreneurship in our country, I would say, it's still a fairly new concept. You know, the government supports entrepreneurship and does want to see the youth taking up space in alternate means of employment. So I think one of the biggest challenges we face is well-instituted ecosystem that could actually support these social entrepreneurs from ideation, right, to, you know, launch of their businesses. I think that's the biggest challenge, that social entrepreneurship isn't a well-established concept yet within the country.
1: Thank you. Um, well, Nima, you are working with young women, like, you are training them, you are guiding them, you are giving them all the support during their training session. You're the one who teach them and you're the one who evaluate them on the training. So can you please tell us on the business idea you have seen them
3: taking off? Yeah, so uh, an area that has been really strong, I think, has been recycling. We do have a young woman who just from the two-day training went back into her community and started a business. So they go around and collect waste from their community and get a fee for that. So this is one business that has idea that has taken off and we're still in the process of molding it and setting it up as a full social enterprise.
1: Thank you. Um, The pandemic has affected everyone in this world. And I know that it has affected this project too. It has affected both positively and um, negatively. From the training to the ability for women to conduct their businesses, have any women abandoned their businesses or created new business opportunity or have any of you introduced have they tell you anything about how they, they've taken this um, COVID COVID as an as an opportunity, especially in
2: uh, for, for both of you? Yeah, so um the COVID uh, situation from last year to this year, especially during the lockdown period, has taught as very key lessons, uh, what what we have learned, and this is a survey that we've done uh, among the young women who are enrolling in our program, in the Head Start program. So what has come to light is that the businesses that incorporate IT are able to make a lot of gains during the lockdown period using the social media and LinkedIn and other profiles uh, to be able to market their product and sell online. And that is something that we've all learned. Whilst some businesses could not uh, succeed during the period because of lack of innovation and incorporation of tech in in their businesses, those who were very smart uh, were able to do that, and they made a lot of gains. Uh, which was a blessing more in disguise for a lot of people and this is what the Head start program Is teaching a lot of these young people how they can think outside the box how they can incorporate IT a very key part of the Head start programming is the IT bits so that they are able to make a lot more gains during this period and this is something that has Uh, come to light and a lot of them are taking advantage of these even uh, during this period to make quite very good gains and also incorporate this tech into their business ideas for the future because we don't know how long COVID is going to be with us so I think we just have to um, as a people and especially these young people who are key beneficiaries of the Head Start Initiative uh, to think outside the box and include tech in their ideas, and that way they'll be able to achieve a lot more success in the foreseeable future thank you
3: um uh, I think I agree with Esmond. I think on our end, it's more of with Zanzibar being a tourist centered uh community for many young women i think um They had to adjust, especially in the period where the country was not in lockdown, but there were fewer people coming. So now how do they look for new markets? And I think, as Edmund said, um, incorporation of tech has been a key part for most of them. And I think even when you see them communicating within sessions, there are those who took the steps and um, opened pages online where they could continue selling their products. So I think that it has been a strong area where they have had to adapt.
1: Thank you, Nima. Um, Coming back to Mr. Esmondo, the question says, um, as you know that maintaining ongoing support for these young women, even after they have completed the program, how does HASTAT approach the ideas of networking, coaching and connection to improve the Sustainability of the trainings and promote successful entrepreneurs' ventures for us graduates.
2: So, the idea is to identify ecosystem that would support these young women in, in, in the foreseeable future once the project uh, is over. And also, YCI strategy to implement a partnership sustainability plan. Uh, it's a win-win situation for for these young girls and women who will be beneficiaries or who will go to the program. We we have so many young women who need support, but we, are, we cannot provide all the support that these young women need in the area of funding. So there's already an engagement within the ecosystem to see how they can identify other alternative sources of funding to support successful and very brilliant uh, business ideas. Uh, in the foreseeable future, um, also working with the partners to identify uh, mentors and coaches within the ecosystem. Uh, currently, we've been able to integrate into our trainings in Ghana, uh, entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs who come to share uh, their ideas, their background stories to motivate these young people. And this has been very uh, remarkable. And so we are sure that with all these strategies of hard Partner sustainability plan, engaging the ecosystem. We are very much sure that uh, this initiative will continue beyond twenty twenty seven for these young women and girls to continue benefiting.
1: Thank you, Mister Esmond. But um, can you tell us more on uh, how are you going to help these people, like the dropouts from from the SSI trainings? How are they going to benefit? Because they are they are part of the hashtag young ladies. How are you going to help them? In uh, on the other hand, for those people who have no criteria to join in Hastat project, how are they going to benefit? Like, uh, how are young ladies in the country going to benefit generally from Hastat, whether you are a participant or not a participant?
2: Yeah. So with the with the dropout, it's something that we are very much concerned. And uh, currently, one of the fellows has conducted uh, a micro project on that. To ascertain the challenges leading to the dropout. Uh, there has been quite an amazing uh, result, which have to do with uh, lack of spousal support. Most of them are married and they don't have the support from their husbands and their family members. Uh, most of them have children. But we have a childcare uh, services available for these young people. We are also providing them with uh, meals that would serve as a barrier for them not coming to training. We are going extra mile to begin to engage these young people. It's, it's quite difficult for some families to comprehend the fact that young women have to go for training to earn livelihood. There's that general thinking in this part of, of Ghana that women are supposed to work from the kitchen, you know, and so these are some of the things that we are, we are trying to work towards by providing some sort of education to these young people and so as we speak we are reaching out we've compiled a list of all those that have dropped out and then we are following up with them we are calling them to come back uh, to join the next sessions of the training which is something remarkable the team in ghana has been working towards
1: thank you so much for your answer i love it i love the way you support all women all young women especially thank you you're making it lively and uh, making it working thank you for for being here both of you. Thank you for your beautiful answers. I love the way you tackle women's challenges. Thank you everyone for showing into this showcast. Thank you so much for participating. I wish you all the best and uh, good evening. Thank you.
0: joining us today and learning about how you challenge international has partnered with young women to advance gender equality globally and create a social entrepreneurship ecosystem with a positive impact for all if you enjoy this hair start hair story podcast episode please like and share our episodes on social media And be sure to tune in and subscribe next time on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This series will continue to highlight how young women social entrepreneurs in Ghana, Tanzania, and Uganda are leading change in their communities. A special thanks as well to the fellows who volunteered to support the Hairstart Innovate the Future program and helped create these episodes. YCI's Hairstart Innovate the Future and Fellowship programs are funded through the Government of Canada's Volunteer Corporation program, providing skilled Canadians opportunities to volunteer with global partners and advance Canada's feminist international assistance policy. Join us and thousands of young people around the globe, creating a better future together. Learn more at yci.org or hairstart.org.